0: My name is Milan Mori and welcome to our podcast Warrior Family. We are a family of successful entrepreneurs, visionaries, hustlers, and leaders. We are compassionate, loving, fearless, and determined. We fight for love, profits, and a better world. And this podcast was made for future leaders, entrepreneurs, world changers, and families all over the world. We gained our wealth by running one of the best network marketing companies in Europe and successfully coaching and speaking empire. Our stories, tips, will show you that everything is possible. And this podcast includes all the best sales marketing relationship personal growth and health advice you can get and interviews with the most successful people in the world our motto is my business is not my family my family is my business and we are here to show you how to have it all hello everybody this is a warrior family and I'm Smiljan Mori you are all here my friends because you believe that we can all create and live the life worth living but in order to do this we must do something about it. And my purpose within this show is to bring you all my friends, guests, experts to share their strategies, their beliefs, their hacks, their knowledge about different areas of their life and business to help you become better person, better mother, better father, better businessman, better salesperson and create the life worth living. Today, I have a special guest, Lori Rubic. Yes. Did I got that right?
1: Perfect. Yes. Perfect. She has been
0: in network marketing over 30 years. She built a multi-million dollar sales team of over 40,000 people and became one of the most recognized trainers in the industry by the time she was 30. Along with being blessed with having the most dedicated loyal sales team around the world, she was fortunate to move to Nashville to pursue her dream of writing, singing, and even producing an inspirational CD. She is a published author. She has also been blessed to break records with the largest direct sales telecom company in the world. Trained alongside of the greats like Mr. Bob Sir Costa and Mr. Mark Victor Hansen. He's my friend. Co-author of the chicken soup for the soul. Lori was also so honored to create a training company exclusively for Jennifer and Sylvester Stallone mm-hmm. and is now launching one of the most exciting online television programs called BeYourBestTV.com oh. Hello, Laurie. Hello. Thank it's you
1: so much. It's such an honor
0: to oh. have you on my show.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: 30 None years of... experience in the industry that is considered one of the not-so-serious industries. Yeah,
1: which is a shame.
0: Which is a shame. We will talk yeah. about it. But let's start the thing that you are most passionate about. Be Your Best TV. Yes. What is Be Your Best TV about?
1: Well, I appreciate it. First of all, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. It's such a joy. I'm yeah. so grateful for thank this. You. Absolutely. It's uh, an honor with everything that you've done, everything who you are. seriously but we'll talk about that in a little bit be your best TV is just something that has come from my heart it's Mm -hmm. been in something that I have launched to be able to really give people Mm -hmm. a safe place to Mm -hmm. be able to um, start their businesses start their goals their dreams and Mm -hmm. one of the things that I see out there in the industry Mm -hmm. a lot whether it's networking or self-development or I see a lot of people who have a platform or the guidance Mm -hmm. and Sometimes I think about me when Mm -hmm. I started, when I was 22. I was not somebody who had, by any means, any business, being in business. And I joke about that all the time, but it's really true. Everybody who has ever heard my name before knows the story about how I started in a 73 Cougar with Bondo from one end to the other. And Bondo makes your car look like it's there when it's really not. And I called an advertisement and to get involved in a business, didn't even understand network marketing, which we'll talk Mm -hmm. about later on. But what happened for me and getting a chance to start learning on who I was, Mm -hmm. learning the things that I didn't even know I didn't know, Mm -hmm. and learning how much was holding me back in life. Mm -hmm. I think there are so many people that have these big dreams, whether it's networking, whether it's whatever type of business that they Mm -hmm. have, and they don't even realize what they don't know that's going to set them up for failure Mm -hmm. they have so much whether it's years Mm -hmm. of the parents the Mm -hmm. lack of Mm -hmm. appreciation the lack of uh, recognition as a child or whether they had sibling issues Mm -hmm. or there's just so much that takes place for someone to launch a business successfully that if you don't take the time, it's almost like you can't start from scratch. That's what my Mm -hmm. I truly feel in my heart. You can't start from scratch. You have to literally kind of back up Mm -hmm. and make sure that we have the tools before we even start because it's hard not to start. As we know as entrepreneurs, it's hard enough to start. It's hard enough to go out there and have the guts to do it and get the money and everything together and get the context. Mm -hmm. But it's like if you already have stuff deep inside that you can't straighten out before Mm -hmm. you launch, it's heartbreak. Mm -hmm. And here's what happens, as Mm -hmm. we know, whether again, networking, any other industry, if somebody starts working and they're plugging in and they're working so hard and they're setting themselves up for failure in the Saddest part about it is they don't even know Mm -hmm. because there's stuff that goes way back for them to be able to have to figure out that they need to overcome and Mm -hmm. that's where BeYourBestTV.com. It's literally taking, I joke about it, but it's true. Like I was a misfit. I was somebody who didn't really belong in business. I mean, like, you know, so many people, I mean, even some of the people you're interviewing, like I'm in awe of them. They're amazing and so profound and so like just got it together. And even if they didn't start, they just bring a different presence. Mm -hmm. I still at 52 years of age am a goofball, am a misfit in so many ways. And there's a place for us There is truly a place for us. Mm -hmm. And if we're able to learn, um, like literally, how to overcome, how to feel worthy, and again, this is not foof. I hear a lot online, especially now in 2018 and new generation of online marketing and training. I hear a lot of, you know, oh, it's, you know, the foof and the fluff and this and that. It's Mm -hmm. not fluff. It's about really asking yourself, is there something that potentially could be holding me back? Mm -hmm. Like that. I don't want to dive into, I don't want to think about, I want to just like, you know. But is it something that could potentially, once we figure out what that is, then, and you're figuring out a solution on how to be able to take action Mm -hmm. when those issues come up, when that thought pattern comes up, when that mindset comes up, and then you can take action, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. you could be on fire. But if you don't, then there's that potential. and. I have to say Mm -hmm. that I am, do you know the Rocky story?
0: I know, but if you work for them, let me know if this okay. is the true story. Sylvester Stallone wrote this story. There are so many different story. versions of this oh, story. Oh,
1: Sylvester Stallone wrote this story. He and bought his you,
0: dog back for one thousand. He did no, many, he did. Much, That's a true statement. How much statement. he got? How it's much he got statement. for? How it's much he tru- got for the he script?
1: Yeah, no, he had. It. But, oh, but okay, well, let me yeah. let me back up a little bit on this because we will touch base. yeah, this is yeah. this is why I say this. You used to work for
0: Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, this
1: is well, this is how this is how my start happened. And the reason why I say about like the misfits, I have the live Rocky series story. And what I mean, not boxing wise, but like hit it big and then had like taken from me and then hit it again and then, and then hit it again and shoot. And so like, I see some of these folks that you're interviewing and they're like, they're like this. And I'm like, must be nice must be nice because they literally are like yeah right and i was like i was like and then i i'd be like i'm back in the i'm back in the ring i'm back in the ring i'm feeling good (laughs) boom i'm like what what was that where did that come from hey was he even a part what was he supposed to be in the ring here
0: my coach maybe yeah yeah exactly
1: (laughs) yeah exactly and so I just think that Be Your Best TV is going to be a place that, and we've already had so many unbelievable results and so many incredible success stories and Mm -hmm. people that literally in my favorite line is they didn't even know what they didn't know. Mm -hmm. They didn't even know this Mm -hmm. stuff was holding them back. My latest client is 60 years old. She's an attorney. She's a mayor for her city. She's a powerhouse. And literally one of the greatest compliments she ever gave me, she said, Lori, within three weeks, she feels like she got her law degree again but in the industry she's working mm-hmm. in because again just diving deep mm-hmm. and diving mm-hmm. deep and diving deep and she's like if i had never gotten this information i might have made it okay but i never would have gone as far and i'd such and a it's privilege 60
0: years old it's not too late
1: it's not too late. Yeah. But oh my gosh, and that's another thing. See, yeah. two things. Thank you so much for saying that yeah. because there's two things with Be Your Best TV. There's what my audience, really, because I mm-hmm. look at you and I look at so many of the folks you're interviewing and and I have people who so admire you who are multimillionaires and Whoa. they're following you and they're watching what you're doing and watching and they're an, And see, I look at that and I'm like, that's so phenomenal. My audience is the person who has either a never tried to have success, mm-hmm. never even like they're just they tried and they gave and up failed and they gave up and most
0: importantly gave up yeah
1: and it's like to give somebody a chance again you know it's one thing mm-hmm. to make ten thousand dollars a month it's another to make ten thousand twenty thousand thirty thousand forty thousand fifty thousand and lose it and do it again have you been there I've been there. I've been there and it's devastating mm-hmm. but it's unbelievable rewarding mm-hmm. when you get it back and and then that really proves that it's not luck mm-hmm. <laughs> you know okay. that yeah. and so for it's me not yeah it's hard work we all spell mm-hmm. the word luck w-o-r-k mm-hmm. but the reality is that there are so many people and one of the greatest um, I'm so humbled by it I'm so appreciative for mm-hmm. it One of the greatest blessings that I think that God has given to me is to be able to grab a hold of individuals and have them make sure Mm -hmm. that they accomplish what's deep, deep in their heart. Mm -hmm. And whether they think they have the talent, whether they have been, again, so many of the clients have that experience of not getting the success. And so they gave up on themselves Mm -hmm. and to be able to reach into their hearts and grab them and say, I'm not letting you. I'm not mm-hmm. letting you go through this life. I'm not letting you live at the end and say, I wish mm-hmm. I should have. And I always joke with people, I go, You screwed up meeting me. You screwed up. Because <laughs> guess what? I'm not letting you off the hook. We're doing this together. So,
0: what did you have to do to become your best? Did you go like 30 years ago back?
1: Such a great question. Thank you. I really, really, really. And again, goes back to that misfit. I'm going to have that new nickname now, I guess, mm-hmm. online, but that's okay. Because the truth is mm-hmm. that I had gone through some experiences mm-hmm. when I was younger that would definitely made me second guess and feel not worthy mm-hmm. of success or thinking that I was good enough, smart enough, pretty mm-hmm. enough, all that stuff that somebody could go through. And so I am the epitome of a student that has to do things over Mm -hmm. and over and over again to get it right. And Mm -hmm. I'm not somebody who is that gets it quick. I have to study harder. I have to stay up later. I have to get up earlier. If I want to accomplish some of the goals Mm -hmm. that I want to accomplish, I've got to be able to just work Mm -hmm. really, really hard and accept that. And one of the hardest parts about that, which I see people who, that's going back to the giving up, is that they look at people around them that are receiving better Mm -hmm. results faster Mm -hmm. maybe don't have their experience or whatever the case but they just they hit it out of the ballpark quicker and that's a really tough thing to dive deep inside Mm -hmm. when you see other people that you think maybe hey how did they get there faster you have to dig and Keep working mm-hmm. until you're able to accomplish what you want to accomplish mm-hmm. and not allow Especially online now you see so much online That it's like
0: too many beautiful great
1: things. <laughs> yeah, and so you would think it's a like a fairy tale <laughs> yeah, Exactly exactly, and so you would think to yourself. How would I ever get started? How would yeah. I ever do that? You this know not me. Yeah, exactly. It's for anybody if you have I am a fool to believe, but I believe it. I don't care if I'm a fool for it. Mm -hmm. I believe that anybody that has a dream in their heart Mm -hmm. can make it come true. Mm -hmm. I believe that if they have the willingness, the desire, call Mm -hmm. it whatever you want to call it, but the fact is that if they have the desire, there's someone that could give them the know-how. There's someone Mm -hmm. that could give them the information that they need to be able to accomplish the goal, regardless of their age, sex, experience, doesn't matter.
0: Who was Lori when she was eight years old, like my daughter Seema?
1: I was... You... How'd you even know that? How'd you even know anything? (laughs) Nothing's on there. (laughs) You... I was somebody who definitely, I think that I was... The big man upstairs definitely gave me something in my heart that I wanted to just go out and make a difference and I used to always joke, my brother did filming, I love all your mm-hmm. hardworking crew here, and uh, he was 10 years older than me, so he would make videos for like high school and college, and he would get my sister and I in front of the videos to do like all this like, you know, like playing around or something like that mm-hmm. on the videos, and one time my sister pushed me over and I started crying, and then all of a sudden he walked up with the camera and I went, e- 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 <laughs> <laughs> and so I was all happy again, he goes, You're going to be in front of cameras a lot, I think. And so when I was eight years old, I literally was somebody who I just had this dream in my heart that I was going to be 15, 16, 17 years old, become a famous actress someday and go out. That's when I moved out to California in Mm -hmm. a 73 Cougar when I was 22 years old to go become an actor. didn't know a soul out there and just packed up everything I had after I finished school and went out there. So I just think that I was in my heart of hearts. Had something inside Mm -hmm. that I wanted to be able to have the influence Mm -hmm. to be able to make a difference and Everybody who has known me since that age Mm -hmm. uh, Definitely has confirmed that but I will tell you that when I had a situation happen when I was younger Mm -hmm. It definitely made me revert and maybe think that I wasn't worthy and
0: um, Which situation?
1: Just not feeling Circumstances took place where, without going into too much detail, that I just didn't feel like I was good enough. wasn't meant to be a success. I was too young to think the word success, but just wasn't meant to be the people in my heart that I thought the the person in my heart that I thought I could become. Mm -hmm. And so that was where I had to dig deep when I started in business, and I had to get rid of the crap, if you don't mind me saying of what was going on deep inside mm-hmm. of. Do you want to become
0: extremely confident in a short period of time? Download my free ebook, Warrior Mindset, at www.warriorfamily.com and learn the best mental hacks and strategies to build your confidence. So Same. you were born and raised where?
1: In the Chicagoland area.
0: Uh-huh. So you moved there the Midwest. to LA when um, you were... 22?
1: I was, I packed up a 73 Cougar two weeks after I graduated Mm -hmm. and went, took the $400 car.
0: How did you announce this to your uh, mother and father?
1: Well, they told me that because I was bartending to be able to get enough money, Mm -hmm. I said when I had $2,000 together, when I got $2,000 enough from bartending that I was going to pack up the 73 Cougar that my dad had given me and I was going to go out and this was in 1988. So the car was a little bit old. And so when I had two thousand dollars, so what would happen is I'd take the cash home and I'd stuff it under my mattress and I'd count it every day, you know, to see how I was doing. And I kept putting the money under. And when I keep adding it up, I'm like still at like fourteen hundred. I swear I was at sixteen hundred. <laughs> Your father
0: stole the money?
1: <laughs> my dad no. would take a dollar here, no and a dollar. Way. He didn't want me to leave, and he didn't steal it. Oh he my. gave it back to me. He didn't want me to leave. He didn't. They were scared to death. They Just were. They were yeah. scared to death. They were scared to death. And um, no yeah. And because I was also the kid yeah. in the family that didn't really cause any chaos and to my parents, I'm the youngest of six. I'm the youngest of six. So I was six. the one who had. You know, just kind of like the normal high school, didn't get in trouble, didn't get wasn't a crazy, you know, so then all of a sudden now I want to move to California. They go, Oh, here goes. You know, now we've got to put our seatbelt on and be scared to death for her and what she's gonna do. So. so
0: did you talk to him about this stealing your money?
1: Oh yeah, he's the one who told me because he was I was like, Dad, something's up and he goes, Oh, I just don't want you to go and oh, here it is. God and then they ship me off and I, I can
0: relate because yeah. I have 8 years do- <laughs> old daughter it's going to be tough probably I know well so, you're, then so i what just was so huge inside of you that made you just say goodbye i have to go
1: That's the thing like that's where that i just feel in my heart of hearts that i i think everybody is born with something that they're supposed to do I do. I believe that everyone on this earth is, I'm sure that there's many things Mm -hmm. that we're supposed to do, many things, but we can have an impact. And again, we don't have to be famous to have an impact. We don't Mm -hmm. have to be Mm -hmm. 5 million people watching us here, 5 million Mm -hmm. people watching us there to have an impact. But I do believe that we're all meant to have an impact. And I think in my heart of hearts that if there was one, because I don't have a lot of talents, Mm -hmm. I can tell you that. I don't have a lot. But the one thing that I believe that I was given a gift from up above was to be able to pull the best out of the individuals, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to be able to have them. And that's, that's why I have the connections and the relationships 20, 30 mm-hmm. years in business that I'm blessed enough to be able to have because I just have always tried, even when I made mistakes, which we can talk about, mm-hmm. I tried to always honor the relationships I was in. And Mm -hmm. do the right thing Mm -hmm. and I don't think people do that every day Mm -hmm. all the time but I just think in my heart heart so that's why I moved out to California and I wanted to
0: so you came to California when did you get into the MLM trouble (laughs) yeah
1: yeah right well ready for this
0: my father kicked me out of the house when I told (gasps) him I'm becoming life insurance agent (laughs) really selling insurance door-to-door
1: well because you were an attorney yeah. Right? You I studying, practicing law yeah. at
0: the High Court in Ljubljana. Oh,
1: yeah. I've, said, I've watched your story. That's what you, you are going oh. to do. That's amazing. And that, ha, did your father, I hope and pray, did he get a chance? Has he seen?
0: Now he's proud of me. Good. I'm glad but he's still here to be able to... couple of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. years. Of course, of course. So how did you get involved in network marketing industry?
1: Well, it was on 8, eight of 88. I mean, 8 8 of 88, I called an advertisement out in California. I didn't know what it was about, had no idea, it said, drive a Mercedes. So I literally looked at my 73 Cougar and said to myself, hmm, I don't know what this is about, but I'd like to drive a Mercedes. And so I walked into this office, the guy on the phone was from Chicago area which I was had just left Chicago. So I was like, oh, my new best friend on the phone. So that was huge. That's part Uh of a little bit of the training that I do, the rapport, the Mm -hmm. potential there. But what ended up happening is um, I started in, walked into an office. They had a very professional atmosphere, which was a blessing because Mm -hmm. I definitely, you know, that helped cuz in the US here there's definitely such, it's everywhere of course in the world but in the midwest mentality like structure and in california not so much mm-hmm. california is a lot more free willing and mm-hmm. everybody's a little bit more willing to take risk and the midwest the east coast like more mm-hmm. structured cross the t dot the i what is this who is this who are you you have the <laughs> 3 foot rule don't get too close to my space and so the guy from Chicago or Chicagoland area is on the phone. He goes, Come down, you sound great. Come down, you'll be perfect for our business. And I'm like, Okay. And I literally got the blue suit from, you know, that my parents gave me to do interviews and ironed it real quick, drove down to what we call a TJ Maxx, which is like a, yeah. you could buy like a blouse for $2. And so I went and got the blouse to go on the way to the interview. And I walked into this office and they were like, you would be perfect. And I'm like, I would. <laughs> I, I had no idea. No idea. What? Now, exactly. And then, you know, you go through that mindset because everybody says, if it sounds too good to be true, it yeah, is yeah. and all this. And now, now my parents are in the back of my brain going, if anybody offers you something really quick, just get to know, you know, and so I've got all this stuff in my brain. But honestly, and this is one of the things that I have to attribute to yeah, network yeah. marketing, that the... Everything about the industry, see, I almost wish everybody was um, had a chance to jump into my brain that day that I thought about mm-hmm. network marketing because I was somebody who didn't have any preconceived notions. I didn't have negativity. I didn't have skepticism. I didn't have...
0: Nothing. No. No limiting no. beliefs about so, the business.
1: Yes. And what a gift that was right because even though i had to get my own issues that i had to overcome to be able to get success the fact is that i listened to what they said and if somebody truly seriously if you're out there and thinking about network marketing if someone just truly looked at the Mm -hmm. facts about building your own business controlling your time having a chance to work as many hours or as little or as much as you want like everything about network marketing Mm -hmm. it's unbelievable of what it gives, yeah. the freedom it gives. But people don't because of the preconceived notions, because they had a friend who had a cousin, mm-hmm. who had a guy who worked on his car, who had a sister who tried network marketing and didn't work. Yeah. So, oh no, those don't work because ridiculous mm-hmm. reasons. But because I got a chance to be able to start when I was 22 and, and literally I was so open to everything that I was a sponge. And Started mm-hmm. learning mm-hmm. and I'm forever grateful for the industry. What then, skills
0: did you have to learn from? The beginning that helped you become who you are now Well in the business uh, in the industry.
1: I think the biggest thing and this is like I had this conversation 48 hours mm-hmm. ago and We kind of mentioned it before we started the interview Why is it? in every other industry, in Mm -hmm. the police academy, right? Like any industry, if you wanna be a police person, man or woman, if you wanna be a nurse, if you wanna be a doctor, if you wanna be an engineer, if you wanna be an attorney, you do not get to just be one. You have to get educated. And so for me in network marketing, the greatest blessing was to be able to become professional Mm -hmm. in network marketing. Like I was taught from day one that if I expected to have wealth right away, then I either change my mindset mm-hmm. or I get out because mm-hmm. that's not what it's about. Okay. If you're a surgeon and you're the best surgeon in the entire world, people fly around the world to be able to come see you to get your, whatever they need yeah. because you're the best. Does that mean that surgeon, because they're phenomenal, could walk in to a law a courtroom and say, well, I want to be an attorney today Mm -hmm. and just start practicing law they'd be arrested right they couldn't just practice law because they were a great surgeon but in our industry no they think I'm a really good doctor I'm a really good this I'm really good this so I should just get success in network marketing you're not even thinking to honor the industry enough to be able to know hey wait a minute Mm -hmm. for me to get successful at what I do in my craft it took mm-hmm. this long, it took this hard, much studying, this much education, this much time away from my family, but then they get into network marketing and expect, and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so for me, it was literally how to become an entrepreneur, uh-huh. how to think like an entrepreneur. Like that's totally different than anything we've ever been taught in our life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, how to communicate as an entrepreneur, how to be able to schedule your life as an entrepreneur, how to be able to not give up as an entrepreneur, how this isn't a job, You know, this isn't business. Yes. How to invest in yourself. Oh my gosh, that's a big one that I see people all the time. They're like, I have to invest in myself. I'm like, if you're going to invest in anything. Why not be you, you You know, like invest in yourself. And I think that one of the greatest blessings of everything that my life has happened. And I'll Mm -hmm. share with you in a second, because I definitely want to bring this up, but is because I heard this analogy a long time ago. In business, network marketing, whatever, we need to be able to make sure we get forged. Mm -hmm. And forging is to the point of being able to literally, Mm -hmm. you take that steel and you put it in the ice cold and then you take it out and then they put it in burning flames and then they take it out and they put it in the ice cold and they take it out. We have to get forged. And it's a process. And to become successful in anything, let alone network marketing, there's a process, and your process is going to be different than mine. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Your process will be different. Joe, Sam, Susie, mm-hmm. all their processes are different because we don't know what we're starting with. And so, for me, I'm just grateful to God that I had enough people to encourage me to not give up.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you think about giving up? Or how many times?
1: Yeah, I thought about giving up and this is where I thought about giving up because I thought I was letting people down. I am not money motivated. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean you can't make money when you're not money motivated. I have never been money motivated and I was motivated to be able to help and be a contributor to -hmm. what we're building in the company. In the network mm. and that's why I think so many people think that they have to be this money-driven person and they're missing it because do you know that the number one reason and there's studies and studies and studies of why people do network marketing and they think it's the money the money. products the company this it's, it's to be able to be a part of something it's to be a part of something something bigger larger. and so the only time, it still gets me, the only time that I ever considered quitting was when I thought I was failing the people that were helping me, that I didn't feel I was representing them right, that I didn't feel that I was doing them justice because mm-hmm. I was so overwhelmed that they cared mm-hmm. for my success. I was so overwhelmed that they cared about me as a person, and I think that people miss that networking too that they're getting people in for their business Mm -hmm. instead of getting people in to help them change their life. Mm -hmm. And so that's the only time. And I almost did. And I literally sat down with my mentors and I said, I I thought they were going to sit me down and say, it's time for you to go. You know, you have screwed this up. And it wasn't because I wasn't working. I was out there building and Mm -hmm. opening up offices, but I just had never, like, really hit it. And when they sat me down, they said, Laura, I have to make a decision. And I'm like, I get it. Do you, if you want me to quit, I will quit. And they said, no, we're not talking about quitting. J- no, you can't quit. You can't quit. We're not talking about quitting. We're talking about we want to work with you where we can watch what you're doing and we can hold you accountable. And they did one of the greatest gifts for me because they knew my personality Mm-hmm. And they said, when you're accountable, and we believe if we hold you accountable on a daily basis, that you will succeed yes. beyond your wildest dreams. And that next month, I got the largest check I had ever gotten. And it never went down from that point forward. And one of the things that's so important for me about that is the fact that there's so many people in networking, and they're floating around out there. And like with your system that you have, mm-hmm. You know, that guidance that you can give them. There's so many people that you are interviewing that have guidance that people need to have a system to plug into to be able to stay accountable Mm -hmm. for them to be able to build their success.
0: accountability is a big part of your success.
1: It's a have-to for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a have-to for me. It changed my life.
0: Some people, they think that somebody is controlling them. It's different, totally different.
1: It's exactly right.
0: What was the biggest gift you got from the network marketing? It was not money, maybe freedom, something else.
1: Well, it's one of the things that why, when we had first talked about doing this interview, even though I've got Be Your Best TV, launching all these incredible things, networking will be a part of my life forever. My gratitude, my appreciation, my participation, because this is an industry that will give any human being a chance to have something happen in their life Mm -hmm. that they probably would have never been able to make happen. And my parents were the, I was lucky. I know not everybody, I know I've heard a little of your story. Not everybody had, uh, I know you have wonderful parents, but not everybody had, I was blessed. My parents were just good, loving, hardworking people. I didn't come from money, but they gave me everything else. They said, if you want to go for something, get off your butt, make it happen. If you, They taught me work ethic. They, you know, I was never given anything, never handed anything. If I wanted it, I wanted to go, I started working when I was 14. So my parents gave me that, the foundation. So I always had a dream when I was probably that 8-year-old little girl, speaking of. And it's funny you brought that up. I didn't even think I was probably 8 years old. I was walking at the, out of church with my parents. And my dad pointed to a red convertible Mercedes. And the person who had that car lived in our neighborhood, in our, you know, in our uh, town, I should say, mm-hmm. the small town I grew up in. And my dad said, that should be my car. Wow! He just loved it. He said, that should be my car. Like, I just watched him have this beautiful, he just loved that car. And so the guy after church, we're walking out of the parking lot, the guy who owned the Mercedes, I ran up to him.
0: No, thank you.
1: And said, "My dad says that should be his car." My dad was like, "Laura, get over here!" I never, I, and I'm like, "What, well, Dad? You, jet, you started it?" <laughs> and he's like, "Laura," and it was in the back of my brain. My whole when I started network marketing, and I saw people have more success, I said, "I'm going to do that." I'm going to do that. Buy Mercedes I, for my dad. And I said. Do you know that the first Mercedes I ever bought was not for me? And I called my dad up. It was Father's Day, and all my brothers and sisters and my parents they were scared to death. They were, no, they knew I was in networking and yeah. I was like struggling, and yeah, so they, they were like, what you're up to "Oh no, a oh no, no, no!" And they were all the ones that are like, "You should quit. This is yeah, crazy. You <laughs> should do." This. And they even said to me, "They go, Lori, because I would miss family events." because I was traveling, I was working, I was building. I can really? <laughs> yes, exactly. And they were like, you just care about money. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I so don't care about money. This is not why I'm working so hard. And so what happened is, and this is just an aha moment, because I got the prettiest convertible red Mercedes that I could red. find. Red, <laughs> Of course, red and white, the colors, is right, just like my dad had pointed out in that church parking lot. And I called up my dad. I said to him, Daddy, because I was living in Florida at the time. I called him up, and I said, Dad, and he was up in Chicago. And I said, and my mom was still alive, which I'm so grateful to God. She was sick with emphysema, but she was still alive for this event. And I said, Dad, I uh, couldn't, I'm sorry. I know the family's there for Father's Day and everything else like that, but I do have something special. Can you come outside? Because he, he knew I was calling from Florida. And he goes, "Are you are you, are you, are you outside? Are you outside? And I go... Dad, Dad, just come to the door. Just come to the door. And so he goes, this is the best gift ever. He thought I flew in from Florida for his Father's Day. And so all the brothers and sisters are there, and I give my dad a Mercedes baseball hat. My dad didn't wear baseball He was a fighter pilot in World <laughs> War II. He didn't wear baseball hats. And he goes, well, thank you. And then I give him a keychain. And he goes, well, thank you. And it all had Mercedes emblem. I go, well, Dad, don't you think if you have the hat and you have the card or the keychain, don't you think something should go along with it? I go, let's go outside. And my family walks outside and that red convertible Mercedes was in the driveway. And it was like to... My dad didn't even touch the car. See, again...
0: What did he say?
1: He walked around the car. I
0: couldn't believe bro.
1: He couldn't even talk. And my brothers were crying and everybody was like, you know, and it, it was like, and here's what's so sad. This is for all your viewers to understand. That car, like... What I was able to do for my dad brought me more joy than any million-dollar home I ever bought. It brought me more because there's so many people living out there that don't feel that they're worthy to drive a Mercedes Mm -hmm. or have any dream come true. And so for me to be able to do that, and here's what's so interesting, my whole family, because I brought a stupid car home. respect respectfully speaking, an automobile, their entire perspective changed in my business. They started to
0: believe in you and what you're doing. So it how took many a year- car. <laughs> it took a car. It took a car. It's sad. It's yeah, sad.
1: That, but that's my, pr- yeah. so many people give up before they yeah, get a chance today. to do that. Yeah. And it's not.
0: How many years after you got into the MLM you were able to buy a car for your dad? It
1: was in 1994 in Father's Day. So it was, I started in 88, it was six years. But,
0: so you were like 28.
1: I was 28.
0: So it took you 20 years to make your dream happen.
1: Yeah. When it, but for me, and one of the things that for everybody to, that car shifted everybody's mindset. But within a couple of years, I was able to start helping my parents out financially. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the greatest, greatest gifts for me. And you said like, what can network marketing do? Mm-hmm. My family, the shift in my parents, and my mom was very sick with emphysema, and I was able to financially take the burden, that medical expense, mm-hmm. and take it away from my family before my mom passed. Those are the greatest accomplishments in my life. Both my parents are now in a better place, and like I'm so grateful. And I think that I truly feel my mission is to make sure that everybody gets a chance to be able to mm-hmm. do things that will fulfill their heart. Mm-hmm. There's so many people depressed, there's so many people unhappy in life, and I truly believe it's because mm-hmm. they don't have something every day that they're building to be able to believe in and to be able to feel good about, even if they're not successful yet. But they don't have something that's getting them up early in the morning and making their heart beat faster mm-hmm. in a good way about building something. And after my mom passed away, my dad was devastated. He didn't even want to live anymore. My parents were married 47 years. and. My parents, my mom and dad, had an old beat-up boat that a fighter pilot buddy of my dad's had given to him. And this boat, everybody knew in my family, everybody knew that this boat would never even, like, float in the water. It was so old, it was on the dry dock, that my parents, it was a wood, old, probably 20, 30-year-old boat. And so my parents had this dream that they would go fix this boat up every Sunday after church, and they would go someday, and they were going to live in Florida to live on the boat. That was their dream. That was all their dream that they had. And one day, I got a phone call. My father called me and said, I said, Dad, well, why why aren't you at the boat working on it? It was a Sunday, and he goes, Oh, we didn't want the boat anymore. And I go, Huh? What do you mean you didn't want the boat anymore? I mean, like that, that was like their dream. And he said, because he was so many months behind on the dry dock fee, that he just gave the boat back to the dock master. And I said... It was one of the most bittersweet conversations I ever had with my father. I literally thought something had happened to my mom because he was emotional, you could tell, Mm -hmm. but he Mm -hmm. tried to... He was a man in his 60s. Why should he have to give up? Why should he have to go through that? And I was still in my 20s, and I said... And my mom was too sick for me to even think about boats from my parents because my mom was so sick with emphysema. And after my mom passed away, my dad said, I'm not sure if I want to hang around anymore. And I'm like, Dad... Like, how can you, you can't say that. Like, I'm only 28 years old, losing my mom. Like, you can't say that. And he said, I just don't feel like I have a will mm-hmm. to keep going without her. And I knew that nothing could replace my mom. I knew nothing could replace her. You know, they were a beautiful love story. But I went to Gunnersville, Alabama. And I called all my buddies that were boaters, that knew boats. And told my dad he wouldn't fly on an airplane. He was a fighter pilot, unless he was behind the controls. Behind the <laughs> exactly. He wouldn't. That's the kind of dad I had. So just know oh, okay. that's I get that. You know, drive. That was my dad. So I said, get yourself to Gunnersville, Alabama. He took his red convertible nurse, and he goes, "What are you doing?" And I said, "Dad, just trust me. You trust me. Just come to Gunnersville, Alabama." And we go to Gunnersville, and I was already there. I had made this situation happen a week prior. And so he picks me up at the hotel, because I was already there, and we start driving to the marina. And I go, Pops, I go, let's just go check out boats. And he's like, we could have done this in Chicago. We could have done this in Florida. What do you want? I said, just come on. And we walk onto this 43-foot Hatteras, like a boat that my father would never have even dreamed And he goes, don't get on their boat. I go, come on, Dad. It's okay. It's okay. I I know the people who have this. And so we walked on the boat, and I put a captain's hat on the captain's seat. And I said, boy, Dad, that captain's hat, and I handed it to him, sure would look good on you. And he goes, what are you doing? He goes, did you rent this for the weekend? I go, no. I go, do you like it? And he said, it's beautiful. And I said, it's yours. I said, I know Mom's not with you, and I wish she was, but go live your dream, Dad. Go take this boat, live your dream, and he's like, I can't accept this. He was like, Lord, you work so hard. I go, Dad, I have never worked an hour. I don't have it in me. I admire people who are driven that way and that's why I really truly feel like there's so many people out there that could benefit from our industry in this networking, but they feel like they don't have that drive or that, mm-hmm. that aggressive and you don't have to. I gave a boat to my dad. That boat gave me 15 more years of my dad in my life. My dad took that boat. He was like a kid again. And he, Took that boat and I told him, I said, I'm sorry, thank you. I said to my dad, I'm okay. I said to my dad, he goes, I can't accept it. And I go, it's too late. I bought it seven days ago. We're three days past the right to to turn it back. I said, So I hope you do like it because I don't know how to drive a boat. Exactly. And he brought that boat to Marina Jack, which was his dream with my mom. They would go there and, like, literally split a hamburger because they couldn't afford to get a full meal years prior and say, someday, Helen, we'll have a boat. So I didn't get to do it before my mom passed, but my dad got to have his dream. And, like, how can I say thank you? To Like, how can I put into words to this industry what it helped me to do? And, like, you can't. And I see so many people who will go for the rest of their life and they will never get to have Mm -hmm. this feeling of like just joy to make a difference. Mm -hmm. And that's why I do what I do. That's why I'm still reaching out because there's so many good people and they're more talented than I am, that's for sure, in so many ways. And yet they don't know what's holding mm -hmm, them back. mm -hmm. And that's this industry has changed my life. And I have 10 wow. other stories that, and we're just blessed, we're blessed. Mm-hmm. We can mm-hmm. do good and you don't have to. There's so many different personalities. There's the aggressive, everybody teaches that the mm-hmm. sharks and the aggressive money and that there's people who make a difference and the yellow people and we call it a lot. And then there's people who are factual motivated. Mm-hmm. And then there's people who have, make a difference, the mm-hmm. nurses and the hospice people. And, and some people think that they have to have a certain personality for this industry mm-hmm. and it's not. Outgoing.
0: You born could, salesman
1: yes exactly you could be who you are and surround yourself mm-hmm. with others that will bring in those mm-hmm, other mm-hmm. personalities but you can still accomplish your goal because this mm-hmm. industry allows you to if you're willing to work hard for it
0: what are some of the traits that people should have or possess or develop if they want to become their best in any industry in any business
1: i think that Somebody has to have this conversation with one of my clients that I think people are so much selling themselves short because they'll already have a mindset Mm -hmm. that if it doesn't work in three months, I'm going to give up. If it doesn't work in six months, I'm going to give up or try it. And I always joke with people that imagine if you're walking down the aisle, you're walking down the aisle to the day you're getting married. You get to the end. You pour your vows out. You're like, you're pouring everything out and the person looks at you across the aisle and across the way and says, well, I'll try it for three months. Like, first of all, your family would want it. And so nobody will get success no matter who they are, whatever industry, unless they're willing to go the distance, which brings it back to Rocky. They have to go the distance. They have to be able to decide that they're going to make it Consciously, Mm -hmm. physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, or if they have that way out in the beginning, they're going to take it. And I think one of the biggest traits that somebody has to make a decision before they start is that they're going to follow through. And it doesn't mean that it has to be with, like, the same yeah, company. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. mean I'm going to succeed. If the way life works turns me over yeah, here, yeah, or turns yeah. me over here, it means that I'm still going to succeed. Mm-hmm. And too many people see a bump in the road or it didn't work out or their company or their upline or something, and they go, oh, yeah, well, that's yeah. a sign. I'm supposed to give it up. No, that no. was just...
0: Yeah. I, I hear so many stories. Yes. I gave up because of my, my mentor. <laughs> I had a bad mentor.
1: <laughs> right?
0: How did you get to know uh, Sylvester Stallone?
1: Okay, okay, okay.
0: Do you have trouble reaching your goals? I have a surprise for you. Download my free ebook Goal Setting for Warriors at www.warriorfamily.com and you will know how to set, plan, and reach even your biggest
1: goals. So when I was young and went
0: through the... do you have his mobile? D- huh? <laughs> mobile phone number, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah. So when we had, trust me, I'm so blessed to have this family connected in my yeah. life. Like they've changed my life, and that's a whole nother story. Okay, now the Kleenex is coming out. I know <laughs> it's not pretty. I'm sorry, but this is just.
0: Um, Take your time.
1: You're so sweet, and thank you. And first of all, everybody who has ever worked with you has always said that you're the classiest and kindest and Wonderful. So I thank Thank you. you. I thank you for being so good to me. I'm very grateful and honored to be here more than you you know. You're a part of my story.
0: Thank you. You're a part of
1: my story. So what happened, and this is a part, remember I talked about the relationships, right? And how overwhelmed I was is that the people I was working with were so carried about me. They didn't just care. They cared about me, not my business, not the money I brought them. They cared about me. And so Same thing that I learned. Like every time I would always say, how do I give back to somebody who's put so much time into you? Mm -hmm. And they said, go do it for somebody else, right? We've heard that for years. Go give it back to someone else. So in this Nashville city, I'm taking a sabbatical, writing music, and I meet this couple and they're in network marketing and they're amazing. Like this couple is just driven and they have... Just everything you would want in a distribution network. They're like amazing and heartfelt and passionate and hardworking. And then they're telling their story and I'm getting emotional with their story. It's like awesome. And I'm like, how come you guys are like where you're at? Like I would expect them with everything they were doing to be able. And then they told me their nightmare story that they weren't getting the support that people that were working, nothing to do with the company. Let's get that clear. It's people, independent people, right, that we're taking from them and so on and so forth. And I said, okay. I go, that's crazy. I go, I love the company you're representing. Come here. And they go, what do you mean? I go, I'm putting you under my wing. They go, I don't care. You're too valuable for this company. You need to know the right stuff to do because you guys are such a gift. You're such beautiful people. You need to inspire so many more. And guess what? This is life. This is how it happens because... I never in my wildest dreams, wildest, wildest, wildest dreams, thought what would take place took place. So I'm helping them talk to people, doing meetings for them. I never made a dime from it, never thought about it. It was the right thing to do. Sometimes, yes, you just got to do the right thing. Whether it's time consuming, whether it's inconvenient, do the right thing. There's a plan. There's a bigger plan than we know. <laughs> yes. God has this plan. Believe me, I could not even write this story. What happened is I'm helping them. They go on stage maybe four months later as one of the most successful newest stories. And I sat there,
0: I'm the mush pie. Everybody knows yeah.
1: me well, knows You're that I can't get away. <laughs> yes. And I'm like so happy for them and so excited for them. And they're inspiring people, and they've got this great story. So. Two things that you need to know about this couple. Number one, when I was 10 years old, when I had gone through this stuff when I was 8 and gone through when I was young, not feeling worthy, my brother brought me to the movie Rocky when I was 10 years old. That movie changed my life. My brother, I'm a girly girl, have been my whole life, cheerleader. Blah, blah. He brings me to Rocky. Is a very intense movie for a 10-year-old little girl. Changed my life because I saw myself in Rocky at 10 years old. I saw myself where he didn't feel worthy to make. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, wait, wait, wait to When the scene when Sylvester Stallone is right before the big fight and he leaves, he literally gets up. Adrian is sleeping. He goes to the stadium. Oh, my God. This is like so, I hope I'm not taking up too much of your time because this is crazy when you hear this. So he walks in the stadium the night before the fight. And what I never forgot is that his stripes, he was sitting there looking at the stadium like, who, why am I here? Like, I don't belong here. Like he's going through all this. This was like, yeah. I don't deserve to fight the world champion. I'm not this person, I shouldn't be here. And he goes to the guy, cause the announcer walks in and goes, Rocky, Rock, what are you doing here? And he goes, wouldn't you be home sleeping? And he goes, he looks at his poster. He looks at his poster. And he goes, the stripe is wrong. The color stripe is wrong. And the announcer goes, doesn't really matter anyway, does it, Rock? Like, in other words, come on. Who are you? You know who you are. (laughs) You don't belong. And he, I mean, it was the most, I'm sitting, I'm 10 years And he goes home from the movie, like he goes home walking the stadium, and he wakes up, and Adrian goes, and he goes, what am I doing here? And he tells a story. He goes, I don't belong here, and it just was everything. Like, And so, and he's doing this movie part, and that was the most intense part of the movie because she's like, I just want to make it all 15 rounds. Like, I don't need to win. He didn't, it wasn't, I don't need to be somebody that I'm not this loser that everybody says because it makes fun of him and everything else. And he goes, I just want to make it all 15 rounds. And it's like that part of the movie, now wait, watch what mm. happens. So that part of that movie is I'm sitting there like going, you know, it got me so intensely. So then, of course, the end of the movie, mm. he makes the 15 rounds. He doesn't even care about winning. He All he wants is Adrian. He's calling Adrian. It's such a powerful movie. If you haven't seen it again, go watch it again. Mm-hmm. But here's what's so wild. Now let's go back to the couple that I helped. I started training that I'm doing just to be able to help people in Nashville. Yeah and this couple calls me up and says we want to come to the training. And I'd be like, "Oh, I'm so I'd be honored to have you. Oh my gosh, I miss you guys." Mm-hmm. So they come to the training. At the end of the training, I tell the story of there's certain percentages of people and who they are and so on and I use Sylvester Stallone at the end of my training because he wrote the script. He didn't sell out. They tried to they said, "All right, but we want the script, not you. He said, no. He took the script. He couldn't feed his family and he didn't sell out. And he held on until they called him back and said, we'll give you a shot, but you're not going to get a big salary. You'll just get a piece of the pie. But here's what happened. I'm telling the story, telling what that movie changed my life. And this couple sitting in the back, I don't know this is going on. They're sitting in the back. They're listening to me tell the story. They took my DVDs that I had at the event, and they made a
0: phone call
1: <laughs> to somebody he worked with that was launching, they were launching a program, she made a phone call, she said, you need to see this, you need to see this girl has been promoting this man's story her entire career, you need to see this. So they made this, connect. I don't know any of this going on, this is all happening, I don't even know. So my best girlfriend up in Nashville, one of my best girlfriends, Aurora, calls me up, and she said, Lori, you're going to get a phone call from the Stallones company. And I said, Aurora, Aurora, that's not even funny. Like, it's not even April Fool's. Don't say that. <laughs> Why would you even say that? She goes, I didn't want to tell you until I knew for sure. She said, they'd like you to fly out this weekend and meet with them and teach their folks what you do. and. They see your passion. They see what you're all about. They see the inspiration. And I'm like, you can't plan that you can. I go to California with strangers on Friday. By Sunday, I had a contract and started busting my tail end to be able to inspire people in their company to go for it. And I got a phone call from Jennifer Stallone and an email. And she said, we want you to have dinner at our house. We cannot believe what you're doing for us. And I said... She sent the email first and I sent it message back. I actually declined Why? Because just for her to ask was enough For her to be able to say we appreciate you like I always thought someday I'm gonna tell Sylvester Sloan how much I honor and appreciate what he did for my life To give me the guts to go for it. Since I said someday
0: old. one yeah. Huh? one story
1: And Jennifer's message about we appreciate you. And I said, I go, I don't have She goes, We insist. But here's what happens I go to dinner at their home. Mr. Stallone, Sylvester Stallone, definitely knew I was like, you know, overwhelmed. I'm like, Laura, be
0: (laughs) cool, Laura. I
1: work with (laughs) so many different celebrities. I'm like, come on, Laura, be cool, hold it together.
0: It's only Sylvester. Yeah. Come on. (laughs) I
1: know. And he said, Come on, kiddo. And Jennifer was the classic. She sat on one side and because she had a dinner party, there was eight of us there, and she put me on the other side of and so she goes, and then he after we have dinner, he goes, Come here, I wanna show you something. And we walk into one of their sinking living rooms, one of the many. Yeah. And I'm like, Is this happening? Like, <laughs> is this and Sly walks me down and he sits me down and he goes, What was your favorite part of the movie? And I start telling him the story. I'm like when you walked into that stadium, and you thought, I don't belong here, and he confirmed it. You know, I mean, you wrote that in the movie to be able to have that guy say, doesn't really matter, Rock, does it? Yeah. Like, you know you don't belong here. And when you went home, and you and Adrian, and you had that, and he goes, Lori, you'll never guess. And I go, what? And he goes, they weren't going to let me put that in the movie. And I go, what? I'm hearing that. I'm like, this is Sylvester Stallone telling me this. Like, this is not me reading it online yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. or hearing it from yeah, a, yeah, him yeah, on yeah. film or something. I'm like, he's sitting. I'm like, I was like another person watching down uh, yeah. this. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, um, he goes, we only had a certain amount of money left for the filming. And that day that was like the guys told me, no, we don't have the money to do this scene. We're going to take it out. Like, <laughs> that's the movie. Like, and he goes. We'll give you one shot to get it right, and that was the most. Pop- Think about the pressure. Yeah, Think yeah, about yeah, the yeah, pressure. Yeah. We'll give you one shot to get it right, and he literally told me what he had to do to mentally prepare. He said he drank some Boone's Farm wine, and he like literally. He's like, okay, and he went in there, and did it. And the next day, he walked in, and they said, "We'll keep it." And I, I'm like hearing this from Sylvester Stallone himself.
0: He was speaking from the heart, probably.
1: Unbelievable. I mean, it's like one of the most inspiring stories mm-hmm. of the world, mm-hmm. literally, and still today. Yeah. And yeah. the Rocky two, three, four, five, six, III, Rocky Balboa, just awesome. It's my story. It's my life. I'm so grateful. But, That's great. Yeah. But the giving back, making a difference in someone else's mm-hmm. life, you don't know when it's going to pay you back. You don't do it for that. Mm-hmm. And it's like the most unbelievable situation. Still Mm -hmm. grateful to God every day for that. Mm -hmm. Very blessed.
0: You have some events coming
1: up? I do. We've got an event in November Uh for, it's called Go For It, Uh ironically enough, which is one of Sly's Uh conversations he had with one of the guys where they were going to just beat on him. He said, go for it. So we're having an event, Go For It. And it's all about literally breaking down network marketing, breaking down what people need what we're going to have so many different experts. There are people I may beg to be a part of. it. <laughs> I don't know, coming up in November. And then we have a event in December that's literally being able to get your strength. It's called Getting Your Strength. Uh-huh. And it's really about finding whether you have God in your life, whatever you need to have in your life to be able to, you know, uh-huh. not give up and to... To make sure that you accomplish all that you're meant to accomplish in life, so that's coming up in December. But we're so excited about it.
0: So, Great. Yeah. Any books that you would recommend to somebody starting in the industry or general?
1: Um, well, I think one of the one of the most powerful things that I and again everybody is different. I know my nose. Yeah. I'm still like I'm a, mu-
0: a I, oh air conditioned.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm a mush pie. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um thank you for your grace. Little and
0: little well, yeah we can
1: Okay, out. okay good. Anybody who knows me knows that I have Kleenex yeah, this, close this by. Is, is
0: air yeah, it's the, the allergies, you. yeah. I had full nose when we went up on the terrace on the air. Yeah. I was clean.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's the definitely when I come
0: into the air conditions. like
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, am I rambling too no, much? No. It's okay. Great, super great. Okay. You're very kind.
0: Anything else you would like to add later? We didn't touch base, maybe?
1: No, I'm good. What is it that you need? Let me ask you this. Is there something that I can hit on that would be advantageous? I mean, I will tell you that I'm a pretty decent promoter. And so if there was something that you wanted me to just throw in there, because there's a lot of people that would mm-hmm. love to follow you. So is there something that you would want me to share? that could be beneficial. I know you're yeah. on a whole yeah. nother level. Yeah. I'm, get, I'm coming, I'm coming, yeah. don't forget, yeah. I'm coming, I'm catching. Yeah. But is there nothing that you can think of? Okay, all right. Okay,
0: so what are some of the books that you would recommend somebody that is starting into MLM industry or general books that change your life?
1: Well, one of the things that for me that was so powerful was the power of positive thinking mm-hmm. because Norman Vincent oh. Peale, Yeah, as old as it is, it's a classic that people can utilize today even more so than any time before. I see so many people that are, they don't, and again, it's not fluff, it's a psychological system of how to be able to get the thinking and the learning. You know, like I learned a long time ago about the four stages of learning, the unconscious incompetence, and then we don't know what we don't know, and then we become consciously Incompetent, mm-hmm. so that we start realizing what we don't know. And then we become consciously competent, but we're still not good at it. Mm-hmm. We may know what we're supposed to know, yeah. but then we have to take that action. And I think, like, with these, the studying, the power of positive thinking and think and grow rich is obviously mm-hmm. so, so powerful. People really have to start studying mm-hmm. to be great at their craft, at their entrepreneurship. Like, take it like any other industry. If you're going to open up a business and you want to have a successful business, then you better get prepared for the next 5, 10 years Mm -hmm. to still learn, educate yourself even. You can make money. You can earn Mm -hmm. and learn. Mm -hmm. In network marketing, we can. Mm -hmm. Most industries, you can't Mm -hmm. until you have that final degree. But in our industry, you can. But you need to be able to study and work hard at it. And, I mean, I've got, there's so many different um I love Mary Kay's book, it was mm-hmm. so powerful about being able to, as mm-hmm. a woman, you know, what she did and it just inspires a lot of women out there mm-hmm. and people think oh, it was from the 60s and 70s, trust me, it's relevant today, in 2018 for sure, so. Mm-hmm.
0: You told me you have five brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. how many nephews?
1: Oh my gosh, don't get mad at me brothers and sisters, <laughs> there's a lot of them, um, over 10? Over 10? How's that answer? It's true. Over ten.
0: I mean, <laughs> it's 100%. It's 100%. There's, yes. is this 100% there's an over there. ten.
1: Over ten. Yeah, I'm lucky. I have a beautiful family. But mm-hmm. it wasn't always that way. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there was hardship and thinking I was crazy and lost my mind and what else is mm-hmm. new? Yeah, there, oh, there goes Lori. That's mm-hmm. what they'd always say. There she goes again. There she goes again. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, come full circle and the bonds that we have today. And I accredit a lot of what I learned in this industry to be mm-hmm. able to open up those doors and have the relationships mm-hmm. and to be able to be patient and mm-hmm. know that the time will come and it's in their timing when they decide and I'm here regardless and love me or not, love what I'm doing or not, I'm here. And I hope that someday we're in good shape and we mm-hmm. are. Took a while though, took a while.
0: Do you remember last words from your dad when before he passed away? Maybe not at that moment, but you were with him.
1: Okay, so I brought something, and mm-hmm. I wanted to share it just because mm-hmm. it's a thank you card, mm-hmm. and it's from my dad after my mom passed. In a lifetime, in a lifetime of unbelievable blessings that I've been... Like, the, like I told you with this mm-hmm. slide, Stallone, all these blessings, like this to me, will be what I remember the last day of my life, mm. these moments. And he wrote this card, and my dad, who was this fighter pilot and mm-hmm. strong and not a person who would hug you and not a person who would share a lot of, you know, oh, I love you, you know, like that was, you know, my brothers had a difficult time because he wasn't that type Mm -hmm, of dad. I mm -hmm. know that a lot of men experience that with their dads. Mm -hmm. And he wrote this to me and it says, and thank you, it says, thank you. And then it says for being the special person you are and thank you from the bottom of my heart, all you have done for mom and I. and like. To have him know that it, I'm so grateful to God that I was able to get the success to the point where mm-hmm. they both knew mm-hmm. before both of them passed that I was gonna be okay, mm-hmm. that no matter what took place in mm-hmm. my life, that I was gonna be okay, and to know that I was able to give back to them for mm-hmm. being the parents that they were. And this will, these 20 words will mean more to me than a million dollar bank account. And I'm grateful, so mm-hmm. grateful to be able to have the opportunity that my dad and I had the bond that we had. Mm-hmm. And I was his caretaker for the last eight months of his life. Mm-hmm. And he was my buddy. And I'm just uh, grateful that mm-hmm. I was able to be his daughter. Mm-hmm. Very proud of being able to be both my mm-hmm. parents' kid.
0: I have one question that I have here. Maybe you don't, you don't need to answer if you don't want. You don't have your own kids.
1: No. No. I have been involved with foster parenting mm-hmm. and I've been involved with big brother big mm-hmm. sister mm-hmm. and I've had a lot of hopefully positive influence on a mm-hmm. lot of young ones because mm-hmm. I always wanted to be a mom mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So but there's a lot of kids that need mentorship. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of kids that need positive role models. You know, what we're seeing mm-hmm. today is scary. Mm-hmm. What we're seeing out there is just you know, And I'm grateful for people like you who are setting such great examples. There are
0: many, many couples out there probably that cannot have a baby. Some are not blessed, like you said, uh, to, have a, to have a baby. Um, what message would you give them?
1: To the, well, if there's, just because a dream is in your heart and it may not get fulfilled how you think it's supposed to, doesn't mean it can't get fulfilled. Mm. You have to just know that there may be a different way that it gets fulfilled. But don't give up. If um, There's a lot of women who, there's a lot of people, men and women, who for whatever reason, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that they can't have an impact on the little ones out there. Doesn't mean that they can't do it in a different mm-hmm. way. There's so many programs or there's adoptions. There's mm-hmm. so many that, that, I hope and pray that they don't give up, because there's a lot of little ones out there that need mm-hmm. to have you. That whoever's watching, who's going through that, they need you, mm-hmm. and you just don't know it yet. But you know, until you open your heart to even conceive that mindset, because it, it's it's hard mm-hmm. when you have, when you expect. And I didn't know we were going to go here, but there's only one time I've been at a point where I was. At a breaking point was because I've been with so many of my friends who have had children and been there for the ultrasounds and the beautiful celebrations and everything else and a couple years back I had been diagnosed with um, which is also a part of this the sabbatical that has mm-hmm. been taken in a little bit but I was diagnosed and had three things found in my body that weren't supposed to be there And I'm sitting in the doctor's office in Nashville, Tennessee, and they said, we've got to do an ultrasound on your uterus, which is where the beautiful babies are Mm -hmm. supposed to be. And they found a 10-pound tumor. And I'm sitting there in the doctor's office, been there a thousand times with my friends, and going through, and they find something so awful instead of something so beautiful. And that was probably one of the hardest days of my life because I was there alone, and I thought to myself, this is all right." That's probably the only day in 52 years, honestly, that no matter any hardship I've been through, that I was like, that's really pushing it, <laughs> you know? That's really, and for me to experience that and to, I have to attribute the years of self-development, the years of learning and growing and people feeding into me and teaching me how to overcome Mm -hmm. to get through that. And how can you put a price on that? And I was able to get through it and I'm healthy and I'm grateful. And that was like a really, you know, I see so many people go through some tough diagnosis, Mm -hmm. some tough scenarios. And everything that you teach, everything that all these students, all these, excuse me, not students, but these masters that you have, not me, not me, but these masters that you're interviewing, I'm so grateful for because they're helping people. They're helping more people than they even know. They're helping more people than is watching them. They don't know. They may never meet them, just like I may have never Mm -hmm. met the Stallones, but they changed my life forever. And that's why you have to keep doing what you're doing. That's why you doing what you're doing and encouraging and everything is just because you're helping so many mm-hmm. people like me who will need you and you don't even know it, will need you to get through something that you mm-hmm. may never, they may never even get a blessing to meet you, to shake your hand, to thank you, but you can have such an impact. And people need to be open to it. People need to be open to mm-hmm. studying and learning and growing. And never stop growing. Why do people mm-hmm. feel like, oh, high school, college, I'm done. No, keep growing. Grow at 60. Grow at 65. Mm-hmm. Grow at 70. Grow at 80. Like Don't stop. Don't stop mm-hmm. learning. I want to be like the last day of my life, and somebody Still go, learning. yeah. And the, the, I'll be like, wait, is there something else I need to know? <laughs> wait, let me, let me kick kicking that casket open, and go, yeah, exactly. Like, wait. Maybe, maybe give me one more thing.
0: I'm so grateful you shared this with me because we, we didn't we didn't plan this. <laughs> I
1: know.
0: We didn't plan the whole conversation. That me and my wife couldn't have a baby for 10 years. The doctors told us to give up. Oh it's not gosh. worth trying. Uh, and then we said, OK, if we cannot have our own baby, then we will adopt one. And we went into the adoption process three, four months. And then we decided, let's try one more time. Oh my God. And after nine IVF procedures, we got beautiful daughter, Sima, and then we adopted a boy from Russia anyway.
1: I'm so happy for so you. So I think
0: that many people that are watching this show right now, they can get so many good stuff out of this.
1: Well, thank you for not giving up. Thank you for not giving up. I'm so, you'll inspire so many couples that, you know. And I hear that a lot when people finally, I think when you say it's okay and find another way. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Then something can happen.
1: Yeah. Instead of holding so tightly. Mm -hmm. And that's why I said our dreams are our dreams. They may change. They may be, they may take a different path to get there, but it's still a dream. And then you Mm -hmm. get rewarded to have both.
0: Sure. I have a last question yes. that I call power message or last message. Usually I ask, but okay, let's put yeah. it that way. There are many people out there that cannot have a baby, they don't want to have a baby, which is okay also.
1: Yeah, for uh, sure. But
0: there are many kids out there that don't have parents. They don't have a mother, they don't have a father. Usually I ask the question, let's pretend that you only have five seconds to live. What message would you send to your kids that they would remember remember till the rest of their lives? What message, if you only had five seconds to live, what message would you send to your nephews or to kids that don't have parents and they go into the bed alone every night?
1: Do the right thing in life. Do the right thing. We all know, we all know deep down inside what is right and what isn't. Mm -hmm. And I have never, ever gone wrong by doing the right thing. It was hard. I lost money from it Mm -hmm. at times. It's never, ever, ever not been the right, never come, Mm -hmm. not come back to me by doing the right thing. And I would tell every young person out there, Mm -hmm. especially in today's world, Mm -hmm. they have so many choices that are bad. They have so many choices that are Mm -hmm. like, their influence that is around them that being peer pressure and all this stuff online that they see mm-hmm. don't honor yourself honor your body honor your life honor your thoughts honor who you are and do the right thing mm-hmm. do the right thing for you not for your parents not for mm-hmm. do the right thing for you
0: oh. Thank you very much. Oh my gosh, It was Thank a you. pleasure to have you sh- on my show. It's an honor. So my friends, do the right thing. <gasps> it's already inside of you. Honor yourself, honor your dreams, and I will see you in the next show. Resources from this interview are available online. Visit www.warriorfamily.com and download the free book Lessons from Millionaires with all the resources mentioned in the interview. If you want to be a warrior who has it all, visit www.warriorfamily.com and download my ebooks for free. Learn all about warrior productivity, habits, mindset, marketing and sales strategies, confidence boosters, and many other things. I promise that you won't be disappointed. More valuable content. For you on my social media profiles Instagram, Smiljan Mori, YouTube and Facebook, Smiljan Mori, Warrior Family, Twitter, Smiljan Mori and LinkedIn, Smiljan Mori.